Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. I was in an EWN uh, network conference last week, and I was reminded again the importance of letting go. It is so easy for us, especially if our business is small, to, to hold on to everything, to assign every task to ourselves. But the truth of what we should be doing is very much different. Um, There's a saying that says all distractions are equal. And in your business, perhaps the biggest distraction of all is busyness. It's very, very easy for us to fall into the trap of confusing activity with results. We as, as business owners need to make sure that the the tasks we're doing, the things we assign to ourselves are pulling and pursuing our business forward. And so to do that, I'm going to encourage you with a phrase that you've heard us say a few times here on the show. Thank you, Jessica, for starting this phrase off for us. Stop doing what you suck at. Let your brilliance shine and allow other people to have a place in your business to allow their brilliance to shine as well. Just like you're good at stuff, there are other people that are good at things too. So to help me talk about this today, I'm joined by Michael James. Michael's a new friend of ours. Um, Kathy and him actually met at a Lisa Nichols retreat in uh, January in Malibu. They had a great time. And um, as soon as I heard Michael's story, I knew I wanted to get him on the show here and have him talk to you about some of these kind of things. Michael's been a general contractor for years, but he also has an incredible story of some self-discovery that he did that I'm hoping he's going to share with us a little bit today. So I'd like you to help uh, help me join in and welcome Michael James. Hi, Michael. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so glad to have you here with us. Glad that you've uh, come into our lives so I've heard a little bit of your story. You know, you told me a little bit about it. Kathy told me a little bit about it. But but tell us a little bit about your story, not just the being a contractor, but also this fun journey you took here recently. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, um, like Steve was saying, my name is Michael James. I'm based out of North Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I've had my uh, general contracting business about 17 years. But uh, during um, about three years ago, I had an opportunity to take a little bit of time off and I bought a one-way ticket to San Francisco, California and rode my bicycle from the Pacific Ocean all the way back to the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, It took about 42 days, averaging about 90 miles a day and uh, the the intention was just for a a bucket list thing, trying to figure out uh, myself in in a self-development way. But uh, what was birthed out of that was was a story and a journey that has really launched into a desire to help and motivate individuals to dream, to uh, expand the horizon, to expand their uh, thoughts of where they're at as individuals, and uh, and then in some cases help individuals get out of the muck that they're in right now. And think beyond that. 
So that's what it's been for me, and it's just been an incredible journey over the last year or so developing this story and developing this passion. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I, I look forward to having you tell us a little bit more about some of the things you discovered um, during the course of that journey. Um, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind almost immediately, both with your contracting business as well as I'm sure traveling across the country, is really, really knowing that you have to be willing to ask for help, <laughs> you know, and not just do it all yourself. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about how important it is to be open to asking for help? Yeah, totally. You know, in both aspects, the contracting business and uh, and the trip across the country, you know, I'm a very self-sufficient individual, and it takes a lot of uh, humbling myself to to ask for help. I always uh, have this attitude of uh, I can. I'm the only one who can do it my way and do it the right way, but it it has forced me to to rely on people and um especially like you said that the the trip across the states was uh yeah it was relying on myself and my own efforts and my own training and whatnot but there were numerous times and daily daily challenges that I did have to rely on people uh and things that weren't planned uh simple things as far as like just having a place to to lay my head to sleep um all the way to crashing uh, in Colorado as I was descending a mountain, getting run off the road by a car, finding myself in a ditch, paramedics coming and helping me and not really knowing what was going on and, and having to rely on people going, you know what, this isn't my plan today, but I need your help. I I don't know what happened. I don't know why it happened. It's not what I really had intended, but yes, I, I do need you to, to, to help me. And, and that takes a lot for me as an individual to ask that. I'm always the one that's willing to help others, but I'm, it's hard for me to receive that uh, in, in the opposite way. And so, yeah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a new experience for me uh, that uh, the relying on, on other individuals uh, throughout the trip and then in the construction business as well. I'm always with my employees. Um, I love what you talked about when you first opened up the show. Um, you know, being good at do what you're good at and rely on people that are not so good in your area uh, to let them shine and do what they um, are best at. And that's been a 17-year process for me of, of learning and setting back and going, okay, let them do their thing and, and let it be okay even if they mess up. So yeah, there, uh, that was. Um, it's been a good experience, though, as well. I wonder, you know, in a couple of things that you said there, how much that that rings true for people that are listening to the show today. Uh, first of all, the whole concept of uh, you know being uh, you know a little bit hard for us to allow us to lean on other people. You know, it's so easy to. Uh, you know, be reliant on yourself, to be confident in your own abilities, or even to be a little willful, let's be honest, and not want to, uh, you know, want to reach out for that help. But I I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of people out there, regardless of how extreme the circumstance, the circumstances for them that they, uh, 
that they too struggle with, um, you know, really letting go um, and, and really allowing other people to help us. And, and the thing that I would encourage everybody to, today to really realize is, is, is that when you allow somebody else to shine, that's one of the biggest ways you can bless them. Um, right. And it's really actually very selfish on our part to do things that we're really not that good at and or when we're in a situation like you were saying where, you know, you were in an accident where we can't do for ourselves to allow those people to um, to really come alongside of us and really do what they're good at. I mean, uh, the the thought that goes through my mind is, is imagine if you needed surgery um, and you were a surgeon, um, you know, you wouldn't operate on yourself. There are, I'm sure, a few of them that would want to, <laughs> but, you know, you, you got to take that mask and, and go unconscious and allow another expert to do what they're good at. Um, so I would encourage everybody to do that. Um, and, and the other thing that really rang true for me is the whole concept of actually having a good team that we worked with. You know, you were talking about, um, and, and I wouldn't mind if you'd share it again, we were talking just before we started the show um, about Lisa Nichols and how amazing her team is. Can you can you talk a little bit about be, experiencing being with a group of people that are so uh, so talented at being a good team? Yeah, totally. It just, uh, through my experience with being around Lisa Nichols and, and her team, uh, the biggest thing, obviously, Lisa Nichols as an individual is just an a, amazing, powerful speaker, motivator, and but the 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 biggest thing that spoke to me the most was her team, and she's got these incredible, talented people that are part of her team. You know, probably I guess about seven or eight people that um, that all are have their strengths in their certain areas. But she allows them to shine in those areas, and they also they know the system that she has developed that at any point when Lisa needs to step out, I think at one point uh, Lisa needed to go to a funeral, and her team came in, took over, and there was never a beat missed. And it uh, impressed me so much of going, wow, you know, this is the example of what I need in my life, not only in business, but in, in my personal life as well, about having those people that you're surrounded by that go, hey, you know, when Michael is out or when Steve is out, they can pick up the ball. They can run with it, and there's nothing missed because there's so many people that need to hear our story, need to hear our message, and if we're not able to, but we've taught people and we've we've allowed people to shine when we – uh, our, when that's not our area of strength, then the story keeps being told, whether it's through you as an individual or it's through another another person, but the story's told. Absolutely. Such a great point. Um, you know, because it's the story that's really important. Um, in, in the event I was in last week, uh, I, I wrote this down. Um, it, it'll It'll be in my soul for the rest of my life. Um, Lisa used the phrase, she said, it was never about you. And I think we forget that as business people, especially when our company's small, you know, because cause we've got so many things that we're doing and so many things we need to do. Um, 
But we need to realize that it's not about us. It's about the people that we serve. It's about the message that's been put into us. It's about, um, you know, the practical things that we do to enhance people's lives. Um, you know, you don't have to be a speaker or a writer um, to be somebody that is impactful in people's lives. Uh, I've talked about before the fact that sometimes the most impactful person in your day can be that cashier at a grocery store that smiles and asks you how your day is when, you know, your day hasn't been so great and and you could use somebody to just be just a little nice to you. Um, so I encourage all of you as we go into this first break to really think about the fact that it's not about you. It's not about us. It's about what we were placed on this earth to do and how important that is and how impactful every single thing we do, um, all the way from the really super important thing of, of moms raising good kids, um, all the way up to, you know, presidents of countries. There is no difference between how important any of those things are. Um, some would even argue that, you know, the mom that raises a good kid is more important than somebody who runs the whole country. Um, so I encourage you to think about that. It's not about you. And we'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here today to tell you that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you, and Kathy and I want to help. We help you thrive. That's what we're passionate about. That's what our website is. WeHelpYouThrive.com. We're here for you to help you thrive. We're so excited to have you here today on Thriving Entrepreneur that just for listening, we would like to give you a free gift. All you've got to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and get your free gift. We will show you not only how you can thrive, but we will help you be able to connect with and get free gifts from all of our guests. That's wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, this is Steve, and I'm here with Michael James, and we're talking to you today about assigning tasks, asking for help, and managing people with grace. Um, we, we talked about 
just before the break that it's not about you, that it's about what you were put here on the earth to do. Um, and I think it's important. We were talking off in the green room while the commercial was running about it. And Michael, I'd like to jump right into that whole concept of, um, you know, how important our message is, how important each one of our stories are for the world. Can can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure, be glad to. You know, it's it's been ringing in me for for several weeks, maybe months, um, about every individual on this planet has a story, and and I think a lot of people feel like, oh, my story's not not great. It's not big. It's not motivating, whatever the the reason may be. But, you know, during my process of self-development, uh, I've, I've learned I am here for a reason. And it's not just for me and what I can accomplish in business and the money that I can make. It's about the person that's next to me. It's about how can I help them? How can I inspire them? And there is a story. There is a story in every one of us that needs to be shared. And it may be something simple, like Steve was saying earlier, about a smile, uh, a compliment. Um, I had a lady, um, I guess it was six or eight months ago, I was in a subway or, or somewhere, and she looked at me and she goes, Michael, you've got the prettiest eyes. And, you know, that just meant the world to me. You know, I mean, it just, it spoke deep to me, and that was just what I needed at the moment. I have never, except for maybe my mom, told me that I had beautiful eyes. And, and But what it taught me was there's somebody else that needs to hear that. And so the next time I was out and about and I saw someone with beautiful eyes, I told them. And so you just never know where that person is in their life that needs to hear those words, whether it's, a compliment or whether it's just in in conversation about whatever it may be. Um, but we've all got this story that's in us. And if we'll open ourselves up and set those intentions of going, you know what, I want to speak to somebody today. I want to inspire or to mentor or whatever it may be today. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, you've already set the intentions out there, and it will happen eventually. And I think I think the more I grow, the more I realize that it's not about us. It's, it's about what can I do to help someone else. Because like you said, Steve, you know, in that action of helping somebody else, we're the ones who are growing as well. We learn so much by doing those things. Absolutely. I mean – there is uh, so much that we have to give, and it's so easy for us to discount what our story is. Um, I think about the movie The Help. Uh, it was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you totally should. Um, you know, and and the lady is saying to these small children, even though she's very much being discriminated against, she's saying to these small small children, "You are kind, you are smart, and you are important." And, you know, I, she ended up having a big impact um, later on with the book that's written, but it was the impact that she made in a small child to instill that story into them, that they were worth it. No matter whether their mommy sees them that way or not, 
that she did that. You know, there are teachers out there. Um, there are moms out there. There are dads out there. There are, uh, you know, people that volunteer at places that uh, tend to discount themselves because what they do doesn't seem as huge. You know, they're not on a national stage talking to people um, or, you know, they haven't signed large book deals for their words of wisdom or those kind of things. And and the the truth is, is that it's that one-to-one connection that we make to a person at that assigned moment that really makes the difference. Um, there's a word, uh, and I even used it in the title, it, it's grace. Um, and grace is a, is a very, very misunderstood concept. I don't want to diss on, to, on people in the church, um, although sometimes I have, I admit it, uh, but I'm one of them, so I can diss on us. <laughs> um, somebody acronymed grace as God's riches at Christ's expense. And, and that's that's useful for us to understand God's grace applied to us. But we lose in that what the word grace actually means on a day-to-day basis. Grace can be summed up as easily as the age-old do to others as you want them to do to you. Grace is about realizing that we all miss it. We all make mistakes, but we are able to forgive the other people in our lives of their mistakes because we want to be forgiven when we mess up. We want people to not go, oh, hey, there, you know, that, that that's not straight. That's not right. That's not. We want them to overlook the times that we do something wrong. And the way that we uh, we receive that. It's very karmic. It's very, um, you know, what you put into life is what you get out. That's what grace is. What we give to others is what they are going to give to us. And that's what grace is. And that becomes really important when we talk about managing people, whether it be, uh, you know, children that we're assigned to or like in, you know, in Michael's case where he's got a whole crew of people that he's working with, we've got to give them grace for the people that we're managing. Michael, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about us. I know you've got lots of experience dealing with um, some less than perfect people and some really great people. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you can give that grace to to treat people the way that you want them to be treated and bring them up to that next level of performance. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, my experience has been, um, you know, with having employees or having different people that I work with, uh, I think the 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 biggest thing is the respect side of things. If I'm showing them respect, regardless of the decision they make, whether they make a mistake or whether they they do it correctly, um, people pick up on the respect that you're giving back to them. And you know, obviously on job sites and remodel projects, you know, mistakes happen all the time. But I've always made it a point that um, regardless of the mistake, we'll figure this out together and have allowed that grace that you're talking about, Steve, to go, you know what, it's okay The mistakes happen. Let's, let's just figure this out together. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's, let's move forward. And what, what I've seen that it's done for me personally over the years is it, it creates this safe place where people could come to you and go, hey, they're not ashamed to come to you and say, hey, I made a mistake, because they know that there's no repercussion. 
they know that you're not going to fly off the handle and and you know be upset and 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 whatnot. But even on that note, when there has been times where I have flown off the handle or I have gotten upset, I have always, always, always gone back to that individual and apologized to them. And I think, I think that's so important. Um, and especially in the construction industry, there's always this machoism, uh, you know, floating around. You know that for one, you don't make mistakes, and two, you don't go back and apologize to people. And that's one thing I've never, um, uh, or I've always made it a point to do is, you know, when I mess up, I go back to that person and go, "Hey, I messed up. This is this is how we need to move forward." And there's nothing wrong with that. And what I believe that that does is it just creates that respect for one another. We all make mistakes, and we all know we do. And I think for me that has been the the biggest area of growth because my my employees and the people that I work around they know that when they're around me it's a safe place it's it's okay to mess up and then it also motivates them to do things right because they know that it's okay this this area is okay to to mess up or to to get right, and so I very rarely have those times where things get messed up. People enjoy working around my job sites and working around it. I feel like it's because of the environment that I've created. Mm, that's so important. Creating an environment of success. That, that that's a great term. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um. You know, I, I found I actually was taught it. I, I remember when Lily taught it to me. Um, you know, when you approach a situation that could be a conflict with the thought of resolution rather than the thought of assigning blame, she used to be so amazing at it. She would sit down in a room where you know the person had just totally missed it. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't a question as to who was at fault if you want to assign blame. But she would immediately start the conversation off by saying, um, you know, I'm the owner of the company and the fish stinks from the head down. So let's remove the blame from it. Obviously, there's something that I need to do to empower you or to explain to you or what have you so that we can make your life here at this company successful. Um, and it was just so disarming on the one hand because, uh, you know, because people were so expecting to defend they're wrong, um, that they honestly didn't know what to do. And secondly, it was very opening. It, it created a dialogue so that the people could really actually truly talk about how to fix things and how to do better the next time. I love what you said, Michael, about um, you've created an environment where people actually do better and make very few mistakes because they know that if they do mess up, um, you know, there is grace for their mess-ups, and also an environment that helps them be able to overcome that and move forward. I think that uh, right. if we had more work sites like that, we'd be a much better world that we live in right now. So I appreciate yeah, you. Totally. That's awesome. Um, so we do need to go to another break here, and I want you guys all to really think about how you can assign grace to the people in your lives. It doesn't have to be employees. If you have employees or contractors that work for you, obviously you want to give them the grace that you want to be given. 
but it can also be just people that you're driving down the street with. How's that for a tough one to assign grace? You know, the person drives stupid, and our immediate thought is to call them stupid or other words that come out of our mouth. Um, You know, but what if we assigned a little bit of grace to them? Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they didn't see. um, Or at the very least, we treat them the way that we would want people to treat us in the times when we're driving down the street and we make a mistake. So think about how you can assign some grace to people in your life today as we uh, go through this commercial, and we'll be right back. This is the EWN Radio Network. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. E-Women Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here today to tell you that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you, and Kathy and I want to help. We help you thrive. That's what we're passionate about. That's what our website is. WeHelpYouThrive.com. We're here for you to help you thrive. We're so excited to have you here today on Thriving Entrepreneur that just for listening, we would like to give you a free gift. All you've got to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and get your free gift. We will show you not only how you can thrive, but we will help you be able to connect with and get free gifts from all of our guests. That's wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. And hopefully, this is Steve. And welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here with Michael James, and we have been talking to you about assigning tasks, asking for help, and managing people with grace. Um, It's really important and very, very interesting how easy it is for us to assign blame and how tough it is for us to apply uh, the grace to others that we want for ourselves. But now we want to dig in a little bit deeper. You know, some of you do have employees or are looking at getting employees. And we'd like to talk specifically, Michael, about um, assigning tasks. How do you 
how do you know how, who's the right person um, to assign a task to? Well, I think for me, what I try to do is um, I allow the individual to to work in in all the areas um, to see and and just to monitor 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 them. Excuse me. Uh, obviously, I've been doing this long enough to kind of pick out and to see some of their strengths. But then I also talk to them and go, okay, what do you feel like your strengths are? Um, a lot of times, people think that they're Strengths are one thing, but really their strengths are another, and it's a lot. It's easier for us being outsiders to to pick that up, and so after a little bit of time of just going, watching them in action, then I'm able to see. Okay, this is an area that that I think you're good at. This is where I want to plug you in at, um, and in a lot of cases, especially in the construction industry, you don't know unless you try. Um, and I'm all, I'm, I'm really big on trying something you don't know. You never know if that may be a strength of yours unless you try. And so I enjoy actually giving people the opportunity to try something new regardless of the outcome and regardless of being productive. A lot of times in the construction industry, it's all surrounded by being productive. Being productive means the only way you can make money. And I really, uh, although I, I, I'm obviously in business to make money and be productive, but I also want to see if that person can thrive in an area that maybe they have zero experience. And so giving them that grace that we talked about earlier to go, hey, try this. Let's see how you do. Let's see where you go from this. This may be something that um, you thrive at. So, um I, I think, you know, for me, allowing that person to try different areas, regardless of what they say their strength is, because uh, you never know what may be burst out of the, the, the efforts. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I think so often we tend to, uh, to to live in a place of fear as opposed to a place of empowerment. Um, you know, we're we're so afraid that uh you know that we're going to miss the mark and that we're going to spend too much that we're going to you know miss our bottom line all of those very practical business kind of things that we forget that um you know sometimes the greatest gift we can give somebody is the opportunity to fail um mm, yes. often you know often in life we have learned more ourselves from the times that we have failed than we have from the times that we've succeeded easily. Um, I, I heard a coach one time say that he'd rather have an entire team full of people who uh, really wanted to play football rather than a team full of natural athletes because the tendency of a natural athlete is to, uh, you know, kind of rest on their on their extreme capability. Whereas people who really, really love what they're doing, um, they want to excel. They want to thrive at it. They want to get better all the time. Um, and, and that's what you're looking for. Isn't so much a person that is, um, you know, is perfect. They've got it all together. Let's be honest. If, if you find, uh, let's just use something easy. You find an assistant that is absolutely 100% organized totally empowered in everything they do and they just are the best and the brightest at what they do um they're probably 
either they need to be encouraged to have their own company and and step outside of the small box they've created for themselves, or they're already headed that way. And, um, you know, you'll be blessed while they're there with you, but they won't be there long because they're ready to take the next step too. Um, so I think that's really important that we create an environment of empowerment. Um, Michael, are there anything that you have found on the work site that, uh, that help create that environment uh, where people feel empowered towards success as opposed to an environment of failure? Well, I think it all goes back to the employer uh, or the boss, uh, whoever it may be, um, giving them or making them feel like it's a safe place. Uh, you know, when when any individual, whether it's whether it's in the workplace or your your household, when you feel safe, you 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 have more of a creative spirit to to do things. When my employees go, when I'm not there, for an example, and I've given them a task to do, and they know that there's no repercussion for a mistake that they make, it allows, I feel like it allows that creative spirit to be uh, active, that they can try something as long as the the end goal is to be accomplished. I give them that liberty and that flexibility to go, this is what I ultimately want done. However you want to get there, I'm okay with. And mm-hmm. I, I love being able to give them that opportunity to be creative. And going back to a lot of what we've talked about earlier of that, that safe environment of knowing or the employee knowing that it's okay even if I make a mistake. Imagine for a minute, um, with the people that you've got working with you right now, if you created an environment where it's okay to make a mistake. I don't know. You know, Michael, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I don't know that in any of the many, many, many talks and books that I've read and heard um, that talk about creating a successful team – that I've ever really heard somebody really point out how important it is to create an environment where it's okay to make a mistake. I love that. Um, that, that that's awesome. I uh, to to um, to use a phrase that I learned this last week. That's something I think I'm going to rob and duplicate. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, you know, the, Steve, if you don't mind me interrupting for a second. Um, yeah. I think also that. Um, when you know how when you know we're, we've been taught in the self development what you think about you bring about, and when someone is fearful of making a mistake because of the repercussion of the, the fear of their boss getting on to them, what that ends up doing is it it brings that the law of attraction causes that mistake to happen because they're, they're constantly mm-hmm. thinking about well if I make a mistake if I make a mistake what if this what if that. Whereas if you completely that out of the picture and go, be creative with this, they don't. They're not thinking about making a mistake. They're thinking about being productive. They're thinking about accomplishing the task. And so you've completely taken that out of the equation. And so ultimately, you're taking the mistakes out of the equation. Not saying that people don't make mistakes. It's inevitable, but you're completely taking that fear out of it. And I feel like in my experience, 
I've reduced the amount of mistakes that have that um, have happened. Mm. That's awesome. I actually uh, I, I read a story about a um, a group of parents that decided to start homeschooling their kids, uh, and the father was an engineer at. I believe it was Dow Chemical. It was he was an engineer and 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 in the chemical industry, and knew his stuff. He was teaching his three boys that were all in high school chemistry, um, and uh, the two older boys they dove right in and you know were following the process that the book said was the way you're supposed to do it. But the youngest. Um, he kept wanting to skip to the end of the book and the dad kept saying, no, 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 you got to do it this way. This is the, you know, this is how the pattern goes. And, and in true engineer fashion, you know, there was one, two, three, not one, three, two, um, and, um, and the son just kept going to the end of the book and then going to the end of the book. And, and finally somebody encouraged the dad to, um, to let go, to let the child, uh, discover, um, that he could always learn the fundamentals later, but see what came from it. It actually turned out that that child ended up developing a new process for uh, for chemistry that had never been discovered before because his mind grasped something from the end of the book that nobody had been able to contemplate because um, they were too busy trying to make sure they did things right at the front of the book. Um, so wow, I love that concept, good. Michael. Of, uh, yeah, of really creating an environment for creativity, um, allowing your person room to fail actually gives them room to succeed. Um, <laughs> imagine how that would affect all of our businesses if we. Yeah, uh, no kidding. If you know. It, it, I like what you said about, you know, you send out into the universe and that's what you get back. You know, um, what are we sending out in the universe? Are we sending out fear that somebody's going to mess up? You know, that it's like, oh, you know, I'm afraid I, I haven't let this person do that task before. What if they mess up? Well, you know, if, if you predict that long enough, it's probably going to happen. Um, what sure. if instead um, you take an approach of, you know what, I think you can do this. I want to see you succeed in this brand new task that you've never done before. Um, I mean, it's, it, it takes the same amount of time to say those two things. Um, mistakes can always be fixed, but what if they discover a whole new process that's never been thought of before because you gave them room to be able to really grow and develop? Um, I like that. Thanks a lot, Michael. I, I really appreciate you sharing that part of things with yes. us. Um, so we are going to take uh, w one more break here. And when we come back, we're going to give you some practical tips on managing your team. We'll be back in just a second. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. 
And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here today to tell you that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you, and Kathy and I want to help. We help you thrive. That's what we're passionate about. That's what our website is. WeHelpYouThrive.com. We're here for you to help you thrive. We're so excited to have you here today on Thriving Entrepreneur that just for listening, we would like to give you a free gift. All you've got to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and get your free gift. We will show you not only how you can thrive, but we will help you be able to connect with and get free gifts from all of our guests. That's wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, this is Steve, and you've been talking uh, with us today with Michael James, and we've been talking about your employees, assigning tasks, managing people with grace, um, and and really learning to let go. Michael, I've really appreciated um, all the insights that you've given us uh, today on, on so many different things, uh, so many different levels of really seeing the possibilities in our people, uh, and, and I really appreciate that. I know that there are some people out there that want to hear more about your bike journey, you know, all the way across from from sea to sea, <laughs> as the saying goes, um, uh, you know, and and maybe there's even some people in the Atlanta area that would like you to do some work on their house. How could somebody get in contact with you if they wanted to uh, to n- know more about you? Um, well, right now, uh, best way to contact me is through my email address, um, and uh, that that's Second Phase Services at Gmail dot com. Name of my company is Second Phase Services, all spelled out. And um, with my with my endeavor of, of this new business that I've started with, based on my trip across the states, I'm very in the early stages of developing website and developing content and whatnot. So I actually don't have any way to get in touch with me through that avenue, other than my business email. Um, again, like I'm saying, I, I'm literally in the first first stages of developing this but ultimately I promise you this Steve it will be um, a story that uh, my goal is to reach one person at a time but ultimately I'll be able to reach millions and um, you know ultimately for me it started by changing my mindset and it has developed into to growth as an individual, but also the passion has developed to help other individuals. The, the the things that I've learned is it's not, like we've talked about earlier, it's not about me anymore. It's about what can I do 
to help that other individual. And that's what that trip was. I thought that trip, you know, was, oh, that'd be a great bucket list thing to do. That's so cool. That's a neat story. Um, But I realized that I didn't do it for me. I I realized that I did it for everybody else out there. Uh, and, And it just, it changed my whole way of thinking, whereas for a long time I kept that story within me. Because I didn't want to be prideful and go, oh, this is what I did, you know, look at me, look at me. And I struggled with it for a long time because I felt that that's what other people would think of me. But then when I started realizing the the story within the story, the challenges that I had on that trip, 25 flat tires, getting run off the road, uh, suffering from crazy heat, um, that was, I realized that that's our life. Our life is surrounded by daily challenges, challenges of not wanting to get up out of bed in the morning to go to work, not wanting to be that dad, not wanting to be that husband or that wife or whatever it may be. Those are the challenges that we have on an everyday basis. But for me, the, 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 the sentence that rung through my head on a daily basis when I was out there traveling from the Pacific to the Atlantic was get on your bike and pedal. Regardless of the miles that you accomplished today, get on your bike and pedal. And mm. by the end of my trip, the second to the last day, when my body was so physically drained, I mean, I was so tired, Steve, and could do was focus on 10 miles at a time. And fortunately on the East Coast, the the cities are 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 somewhat closer than than on the west coast the cities are spread f- further apart so every town would be about 10 miles from each other and so i would give myself a goal to just get to that next town and on the mm-hmm. second to the last day i did more mileage i did 160 miles that day by setting those small goals and not thinking about the big picture thinking about okay, I'm just going to get to this town. And when I get there, then I'll decide what to do from there. And with all the physical pain and the and the, just being tired of all days, the second to the last day, I did the most mileage I had done on the whole trip by setting those goals of just going, just get on your bike and just pedal. Don't worry about how many miles you accomplish, just, just pedal. And that's our life. Our lives are, we are going to have those hard times. We are going to have frustrating times. But in the big picture, let's get on our bike and pedal. Let's just pedal. Let's just move forward. If we're moving forward, we're moving towards our goal. We're moving towards the Atlantic Ocean. Let's just move forward. And so that was that story that has developed, and and I've basically built my my life and my passion on that let's just get on the bike and pedal I love that start every day with just get on the bike and pedal that's a great motivation for all of us um, so I encourage each of you as Michael's developing his story moving into the next phase of his life um, you know that you find him and, and you send him that email is it second phase second also S-E-C-O-N-D Phase P H A S E services at Gmail. Service at Gmail dot com. Yeah. So um you know I would encourage you to uh 
you know, to keep touch base, you know, touch base with Mike and keep in contact with him. Uh, be a part of the early stages of developing a story. I mean, how many times have we wanted to be able to, uh, you know, we wish we could have known, you know, Bill Gates intimately, in, intimately, you know, or 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 been there with Oprah in the early days, you know, or, or those kind of things. This is an opportunity. I, I guarantee you, you're going to say to yourself, oh yeah, I remember when I listened to Michael James on the radio and he was just developing the story. It was so awesome. And you can tell your kids and your grandkids all about how you were there. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, I encourage you to really, uh, you know, really reach out and get to know Michael now because he is definitely an individual you want in your life. Michael, we got a couple more minutes here. Um, and I'd like to just give the people some really practical, one or two really practical things that they can do when they're managing their people uh, to be more effective, more empowering, to give more grace. What's a couple of things they can do right now when managing their team? Well, I say the most important thing for me is to work on you as an individual. If we're working on us, then things overflow from that. And I have, for, for me personally, I am constantly working on my mindset and bettering me. As a result of that, everybody gets to see that. And so that's my number one thing. And anything that I do in any sort of growth, even in business, in coaching and whatnot, I always give my my coach permission to speak into my life as an individual. So I feel like if I'm growing as an individual, then naturally my business will grow. Naturally my personal life will grow when I'm working on me. I, I think that's the most important thing. If you're, it, I feel like it's lopsided if you start working on your business, but you're not whole as an individual. And so once, once you're in that pattern of working on you as an individual, then I believe is when working on the the business is the uh is the number two step. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Um you know, it's in our day to day life that we need to practice assigning grace to other people. Um I, I guarantee you you will not make it through today without an opportunity to give grace to people. Um, it's amazing because even if you're stuck at your house watching TV, somebody's going to pop on the TV that's going <laughs> to that's going to challenge you. You know, you you don't even have to leave home these days to get people that are challenging in your life to appear. And I just really encourage you to uh, to really treat people the way that you want to be treated. Um, and, and Michael, I, I'd like you to, to, to just take like another 30 seconds here or so. And again, remind us about creating an environment for success. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's very important that when our employees feel that, that atmosphere of everything is going to be safe, regardless of the outcome, regardless if I make mistakes, regardless if I if I do well, uh, that the atmosphere is safe. That, promise you, it will create a desire to want to, to succeed, a desire to want to please, and 
you 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 eliminate you take out of the equation the fear side of things when you create this environment that regardless of mistakes it's okay we're going to figure out how to work through that we're going to we're going to look over that and go okay ultimately this is where where we're headed what can we do to get to that goal absolutely um you know the the old saying is Whatever you put into life is exactly what you're going to get back out. If you approach life with fear, with terror, with an expectation of failure, um, don't be surprised when the things you're afraid of come about, when the things that scare you keep popping up and continuing to scare you. Um, You know, if you're expecting to fail, don't be surprised when you fail. But the flip side to that is just as true and takes no more energy to expect to succeed. If you expect for life to be good, it is. It's amazing to watch little children because, you know, little children don't aren't they aren't born with a uh, a belief that they're going to fail. They're born believing they can fly. Uh, you know, my my virtual assistant was saying that her. Her little daughter wants to be a painter and an artist and and a drawer and a colorer and she also wants to be a nurse. <laughs> you know, all the same time. And, and I love it because her mom just told her it's like, you know what, honey, you can be all of those. And I encourage you all today, as we come to a close here, to know that you can be anything your mind can conceive and believe you can achieve, and you can wake up every morning thriving because that's what we want for you is a thriving life we want to help you thrive we hope that today and every day you find yourself a thriving entrepreneur thank you so much for being on the show today michael we look forward to talking to you more in the future and i hope everybody thank you has it's a great been a day. pleasure yeah. thanks michael thanks for listening to thriving entrepreneur today If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm here today to tell you that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you, and Kathy and I want to help. We help you thrive. That's what we're passionate about. That's what our website is. WeHelpYouThrive.com. We're here for you to help you thrive. We're so excited to have you here today on Thriving Entrepreneur that just for listening, we would like to give you a free gift. All you've got to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and get your free gift. We will show you not only how you can thrive, but we will help you be able to connect with and get free gifts from all of our guests. That's wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio. Oh, okay.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.